Hola. Greetings in the name of the Most High. Once again, almost 20 years worth. And, uh, you know, you get, you know, my secret perspective. And uh, oftentimes it's, you know, I just say it's like a, a smorgasbord of, of people really yearning and trying for the truth out there with uh, with podcasts. And I love the podcast form because uh, it's just so, it just never dies. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a podcast can be out there forever. So, you know, pick and choose wisely. I think in general, the flow of information on the podcast in general has been, you know, really, really good, except for the um, propagandist and, you know, people that are kind of like shilling, but it's kind of hard to shill at this point um, with so many deaths, you know, and so much, um, you know, with the, uh, uh, the new, you know, variants caused by the vaccinations and, um, and things like that. But, you know, we can speak to that, but it, it, what really matters, it, it, it's not so much, um, that the vaccines cause, um, the shedding of spike proteins and prions, which are very, um, you know, damaging to health, obviously, and also create, um, mutations. It's like, um, uh, go something like this. You get the vaccine, it, it's effective against, it creates antibodies toward that COVID-19, let's say, that's, that's been out there that has not been, you know, that deadly, really, right? And, um, and, and has not caused the excess deaths that they say it has, and you can check that with the uh, Johns Hopkins and others. Okay, so... But what happens is mutations are created. So you get vaccinated and the antibodies come up, right? And they take care of that COVID, let's say. But in so doing, from what I understand, there's a mutant that pops up that's immune to the vaccine. Are you, uh, are you, are you with me on this? So it's, it, and right, and this happens. <clears throat> you know, they say they... Um, like bug sprayer and kind of spray, you know, there's a certain bug that's immune to it. And they, and they're now they're immune to any kind of bug spraying. And now they're spreading throughout the world, right? Same concept. Uh, so, hey, Trish, one last thing. It's the, uh, okay. that, sorry. So what happens is, um, y you know, so, so let's say the, the so-called vaccine, the, the spike protein, MRNA, uh, gene, you know, manipulation tool works to create those antibodies, but also then another pathogen, you know, comes up that's now immune to the spike um, protein approach. Well, then that that variant that's created by the fact <clears throat> it's just it's nature. You know, nature finds a way. You kill one bug and this other bug lives and then now they're proliferating. You know, it, it, it happens and they, they know it happens. So you get this variant, the Delta variant that is now extremely virulent and very, um, contagious and anyone could catch it, but it's not quite as deadly. So you say, well, the people with the vaccines probably won't die from the variant, but many of them do get 
hospitalized and they were told that you know none of that would happen so they were kind of you know lied to all the way along because no one talked about mutants the mutant the um vaccine does nothing against the mutant they say oh it, it mutes it 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 makes it so you don't go the no it doesn't make it so you don't go to the hospital the 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 mutant variant is more virulent and less deadly if that's the case okay it's less deadly ultimately to to all but of course they want to politicize it and make it the unvaccinated i.e well the jews in nazi germany um the republicans or whatever it is are evil and they shouldn't have a hospital bed or you know whatever these stupid cocksuckers talk about you know <laughs> and, and um you know anything to divide anything to work for the coca-cola corporation yes sir jimmy gimmel jimmy coca-cola baby you know need time all day long jimmy and they're still not going to let you in, buddy. <laughs> you ain't in the club, man. I guess you haven't found that out yet. You will. <laughs> it will be painful, but you will. Anyway, so now we have that variant. And then they're talking about, um, you know, I might as well get all this out. The doomsday variant or the doomsday virus. Now, this has been long, you know, cooked up in the Wuhan lab, the, you know, at least since 2012. They've been, and not just the Wuhan lab, but elsewhere as well, under the uh, wonderful auspices of Fauci, um, uh, a, a virus that's so deadly it could kill every man, woman, and child on Earth. You know, all the ferrets die. Okay? And so now they're talking about, oh, that's, percolating in the background. We don't know how it got here. Well, it got here because the more people that get jabbed, the more of these mutations occur. Because, you see, they take care of the first thing, and then a mutant pops up that's immune to that therapy or immune to that, um, that, that spike protein uh, combo with uh, you know antibody creation. And it's not the same as the original coronavirus, but our multiple other coronaviruses that some of which are immune and those that are immune are stronger and total super spreaders. And they know these mutations are going to happen. Um, and of course they don't care. They just want you jabbed you in a mask and you shut down in your house. Like Australia is the, is basically the beta test right now. How much you'll take the Australians. I thought they had more, well, people say about Americans, we all thought Americans had a little more oomph rather than just, you know what I mean? There's not really, um, you, you know, the, the kind of rebellion you'd see. But I know in Australia they're kind of ready to go, but I, I'm not sure what you guys are going to do down there. If you keep complying, of course, you're going to be in death camps before you know it. They would love to depopulate Australia. Oh man, what a what a playground that could be, right? As long as you're not there. So the world has a decision to make, and and there is rebellion going on worldwide. In other words, we're seeing France, we're seeing other countries, many other countries around the world. You know, people are starting to understand that this is not about a virus. This entire thing has been cooked up by a bunch of what you might call mad scientists and eugenics, uh, mad um, psychopathic killers. 
who have all the money and who you know who are pulling the plug and saying it's time for humans to go. This is not the first time this has happened, by the way. This happens every so often, and you if you look back through history and through ancient histories, you'll see how populations have come and gone quickly, like without explanation. And the last one would be like the Maya. You know, people say, "Oh, they went to outer space with the with the aliens or with the serpent god." <laughs> yeah, right. The beguiling serpent god is going to save your ass. <laughs> so most people don't know what this is from a spiritual perspective. Uh, what it is <clears throat> has to do with a beginning, a middle, and end of this particular civilization. And when civilizations are planted, or however they come to be, God created, whatever, um, they have, you know, usually they do, they do well in coming together, organizing, building out a civilization. You know, usually that leads to advanced technology, at least here on Earth in the past. We see that that has happened over and over again. And... Those of you who believe, of course, the Earth is 4,000 years old and this is all that ever existed and all that, that's, um, that's not, you know, that, that is biblical in a sense, but that's not my, um, my research. In my research, I've found, you know, legitimate, I mean, not like it was planted by Satan, you know, microchips and different things from 200 million years ago, stuff like that. It's like, it's, Kind of hard to refute the archaeological. I mean, just the record as it is. And then, of course, we've had giants. And, you know, they're they're not really talked about much in, in the world, you know, in, in the history books and, and different things. We've had um, all kinds of wars. We've had, uh, uh, we find, you know, that there's evidence of possible nuclear war in ancient, in around ancient India, you know, way before any, you know, we're looking at 15, 20, 30, 40,000 years ago, something like that, just, you know, and then, and then wiped out. But the, the thing that if you look at it, gosh, I had a brilliant archaeologist guy as a guest once, and I can't remember his name, but he, he really had it down. It was that, it was like, you're, you're blessed by the creator at first. You know what I mean? There's his blessing. There's reverence to the creator. Then there's success. So there's wealth created because man can create wealth. So there's wealth created and success, but then that leads to decadence and corruption and selfishness, and then the civilization dies. And he pointed out how he had evidence for several different ones that have been come and gone. And um, they all have the same exact pattern. They're created fervency toward, toward God, toward, toward a creator, Toward, toward a a person that is a creator that is a you know a being creator, and then there becomes the self you know selfishness vanity self worship we are the divine creator, and then right after we are the divine creator it becomes uh you know it 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 it, it devolves into the kind of decadence we saw in you know the uh, mayan aztec uh ancient india ancient uh, china. Uh, I would say ancient, uh, Samaria, I, I mean, uh, uh, you know, Mesopotamia and, and Sumerian, um, ancient history in the Sumerian, Sumerian, uh, 
that the, the mythology alludes to. You can find sort of evidence in you know the Book of Enoch. And it kind of goes on and on like that. And then, of course, there's the, the, the record, the archaeological record that you have of many, many, you know, bas-reliefs at, at, at different kinds of art that show flying objects, uh, that show, you know, things like jets back in ancient Egypt. You know, you see all this stuff that seems to have been suppressed as well. And a lot of people just, they just can't handle it. You know, they, they can't handle it. I mean, that's why... One of the reasons I had to kind of leave the church milieu is because they were all rejecting knowledge, you know, things that are basically verifiable and with a discerning mind that you would say, okay, well, this is probably real. You know, it's hard to refute, but I'll, I'll look for ways to refute it. But so far, it's not really refutable. And um, and then you get into the whole mystery about the moon, and then they find artifacts on the moon, and you know, pretty soon there's artifacts on Mars, and pretty soon there's more and more and more just overwhelming evidence of prior civilizations. But that's not the interesting thing. The interesting thing is, how did they all die on cue? Like suddenly they're gone. Well, what would happen if they had a doomsday virus and suddenly we were gone. There'd be there could be a new civilization began and they could have nothing and they could start out and they could discover that there was another civilization here. That would have been us. You know, if if that's the if that's the plan. I mean I'm I'm open to whatever God's plan is, you know. But I don't think uh Trish she had her time last night. Okay, well. Yeah, a little tired. All night long I was dreaming about making a movie that had to do with a uh, hostage and then a revenge angle. Real simple. And all night, all night, I had dreams of... of uh, gosh, I just wish I'd written it down. But I think it's because, you know, the demand right now for revenge movies. Do you know this? Revenge movies are like the number one selling movie now. That's not why I dreamt of it. I had a hostage crisis. You know, you got to do what we tell you to do. They don't do one thing. You know, hostage is blown away. And then it's like vengeance. You know, Mel Gibson was in one like that. Vengeance, right? <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter if you redo that plot, dress it up different ways. People want it, and they want it bad because, see, technically, people want revenge against the state right now. I mean, I think I'm speaking for, you know, billions of people right now when I say they sense the lockdowns are coming from outside of them and outside their will, and they don't trust the information about the virus. And that's why I've said that the, 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 the world has awakened. And they know these lockdowns are artificial. They know these lockdowns are just for control. And the master for... You should see these people in this town. Oh, my God. Santa Fe, New Mexico. I'm sure it's the same in Denver, Colorado, or Portland, Oregon, or, you know, anywhere else. The mask police. You can see, it's so funny to watch this, uh, you know, uh, here's this kind of show you pay me for when I get into these observations. But I'm observing that all these lowly people are getting empowered by this authoritarian, you know, regimes like like here in New Mexico. And 
you know, like, and they're starting to like police. Like, if you don't wear a mask, you don't do something. They start calling the police, and they're they're insane. These people are absolutely insane. And then now they have their chance. They were just little bureaucrats or little, you know what I mean, little worker bees. And now you see they get some power to to bully people and to 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 be absolutely, you know, like I heard about a teacher yesterday. Teachers are the worst, right? Hey, if you can, if 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 you can't read, thank a teacher, right? Because they're about anything but education right now. So what they do is they, you know, this kid didn't have his mask on. He didn't put his mask back on, as I understand it. And so the teacher tapes it to his face in front of the whole class to humiliate the kid. You know, and they're just getting like that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they just start executing people. These little minions, these little tiny pieces of shit in our society that are just waiting for their chance to get some power to lord it over, to call the police on you, to tattle. What kind of, where did they get, who raised them? How did they become such, you know, squalor, such, such, such detritus in our society? How did they become so useless that, that now they start, you know, chiming in, I'm going to call the governor on you? I, 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 I'm, you know, I'm, uh, amazed. No, I'm, I, I, you know, it's, I, it's just an aside. I was wanting to talk about these civilizations. Um, I was had a, a couple of UFOs that are out there. Uh, you know, when I say UFO, I mean unidentified. I, I, I don't know whether it was from them. I certainly wouldn't want to contact them. I've had experiences with them. And as I kind of indicated in, uh, I think some dialogue I wrote in The Quantum Devil, I said, you don't fuck with them. You know, they can fucking kill you. Yeah, you don't fuck with them. And they're tied into our military. And I mean, they, they kind of run them. They run the Klaus Schwab's and the Gateses and the, right? They run the world pretty much. You know that. You know that they, it's of non-human origin, right? How could they? Look, the proof is the way they're acting now is not human. So their progenitors or their, their you know their their leaders or whatever are not human, and then they take on the same characteristics, and then on down the line. But to watch the people become hypnotized, brainwashed, virtue signaling, uh, it's insane. Look, here's where we're at, and this is the sad thing about people. They're they're going to make it worse and worse. I mean, Australia. You know, let's have a little of. Uh, talk about australia they've just uh, confiscated liquor down there and it's not because they don't want people to drink because they're breaking the rules it's because they, they don't want to admit this it's because they've run out of liquor they've run out the supply lines uh you know have run out or the trucks blocked it but they don't have the liquor to sell to the people. So now they're saying, we're going to go ahead and, and say you can't have more than you know a six-pack a month or something. But it's because they ran out, and they won't tell their people that they, they ran out. There's, it's never, there won't be liquor every week for a, a beer drinker anyway or a month or whatever. It's, it's, they're out. They, they can say they're going to ration it, but they're out. 
And that's one way to get people off their asses. Take the liquor away. And oh my God, I think people will actually brave going up against the bullets. The other thing I noticed about the uh, the Australian idiot fucking, uh, what do you want to call them? The Keystone Cops, the police. They all have their guns vulnerable. I mean, I don't want to say too much here about that, but I'm just like, gee, like any idiot could grab a gun, you know, from these police. You know, if you don't have guns, you got to figure out, well, where do you get them? You know. So I'm just saying they're untrained. They know how to bully you with a club or they, you know, storm your house and take your kids and all. They know how to be awful bullies and disgusting people that God would, you know, shit on. You know, so they have no future. I mean, man doesn't want them. God doesn't want them. Nobody wants these these police. Right? The left doesn't like them. The right doesn't like them. Nobody does. Right? And people are not left and right. What I found is that people are generally, you know, more like like us. I mean, they're kind of like middle of the road. Not middle of the road, but, you know, you take each issue as it comes. You weigh the facts. You, you use discernment. You don't, you know, we really can't hate anybody. You know what I mean? You really, you really have to forgive all. We got to pray for enemies. I understand that. We pray, and I do pray all the time that this would stop and that these these cops, these various people that are doing these authoritarian moves would stop bullying people and hurting people. But I think the Australians have waged one kind of fight, though, that the rest of the world hasn't. They've waged a fight against the jabs because they knew it was, you know, poison juice, right? They knew it. And um, so they're holding out, and that's why they're locked down, okay? Let's, let's be honest about it. They're being locked down because they won't take it, and Gates and company want to force them through all their billions and trillions of dollars, Rockefeller family, uh, you know, banks, you know, the big money. Big money rules the world, right? And wants to, say, punish them, for not having the jab. That's what you really see in Australia. It's really a punishment. And the whole world's on to Australia. Now, we keep praying for Australia, but Australia, what you've got to do is kind of what we have to do. Is, you know, we, we all have to grow a pair, but I think those little balls are growing you know, into bigger balls, if you will. <laughs> I do. I, I do believe that. I think people are ready to uh, charge the guys with the guns pretty soon. You know, and once they do that, once they challenge the police like they've done in France, and I'm not sure how that's winding up, we hear about these little insurgencies, but, you know, until they overpower them completely, because the state in Australia is the same state as America, is the same state as France and Spain, it's the same state as the UK, it's the same state as, I'm not that sure about Asia, you know what I mean, I, I could say North Korea, but... As far as the rest of Asia, Asia seems to be in, like Japan seems to be in some kind of rebellion, but I'm not quite sure what that's going to look like. And uh, this power struggle at the top, I think, is uh, falling apart. We are seeing, hallelujah, praise report. We're seeing factionalized fighting at the top, finally. How do I know that? Because I'm looking at the newspapers coming out with two different accounts of Fauci. You know, because Fauci lied about gain of function. 
Fauci created the virus. He also created a number of viruses, including a doomsday virus, that he's launching on the world right now with the full protection of your average bureaucrat telling kids to wear masks and cut off, cutting off their oxygen supply. They, they actually tell the kids to wear their mask outside during playtime where there's like almost no danger about anything. So you know it's not about the virus. It's about breaking those kids spiritually, breaking their will and turning them into little Winstons, breaking their will. This is what's happening. We pray for Generation Z, too, to go from woke to awake, to wake up from the propaganda of the corporate, you know, uh, corporatocracy. And the irony of ironies, it's these old white guys paying right, paying for Black Lives Matter and paying for the woke generation to be woke, but it's all corporate-sponsored, you've noticed, right? Football games, NFL, Coca-Cola, they're all into it, right? They're all into it because it means more money for them. Come on, kids. Think it through, please. You know, the, the world's waiting on you to not be, you know, dumb shits, but to wake up. And to stop with the, you know, the propaganda and the lies of how they're going to give you some beautiful world if you, if you get on board now and how everyone's in on it, you know. The people that are in on it, it's, it's like one guy duping the others, creating a group, and you don't want to be left out. So to be part of the cool kids table, you think you got to be woke. Woke um, also changes, you know, as I've been watching it more all the time. But basically, it's uh, it just has you know it's it, it's a perfect model for globalism, and that's that's you know you know what I mean, and also corporate fascism, meaning leaving the world poor. Of, of, of basically, it leads to what I would call neo feudalism. Okay, and neo feudalism is the way the world was before the United States. So hate it all you want, racist, awful, stupid. A horrible country, and I agree, a lot of atrocities, a lot of bad things, but I, the good people probably went to sleep, and the bad people flourished, and that's a big sin. You know, maybe maybe America can't recover, but it was the first time where uh, that, that the people were self-governing, and the first time that it said the rights of the people come from God, not from man, you know, not from the king. And that's a big deal. I don't care who you are. I don't care what. Well, if you're so far, if you're so far up Karl Marx's ass, I guess you know you should just move to Venezuela. Then you'd be happy, right? Or no, you need some place to overthrow to be happy. I see. Well, I don't have any. You know, I don't have any thought about it. I mean, if it happens, it happens, and you know, and America would plunge. Uh, America wouldn't even be America; It'd just be a corporate seal. And um, it would be just part of the corporatocracy owned by Coca-Cola, owned by NFL, owned by NBC, owned by Disney. You know, I would think that um, someone like Gina Carano would be some kind of a... No, but I understand. I understand. I understand. We have to be pro-abortion because then you're not in the club because what if someone gets raped and... You know, and, and you know, feels they have to, they can't take care of a baby, so they have to rip it out of their body and kill themselves at two in the morning in a back alley somewhere. Understood.
Understood. That's not really the issue, though, is it? The issue is a, a moral issue that has to do with the fact that we now have ultrasound. We have technology that sees the you know, baby in the womb, you know, sucking its thumb and moving around and responding to, you know, words and you know, stimuli. A living, breathing being. And so that becomes a dilemma. The people that are really upset about abortion are the ones who get abortions. If you've lived long enough, which you haven't, a lot of you, but if you have, you'll see that most people that get abortions are not ultimately happy with that decision down the road. It haunts them. They wonder if they've murdered an innocent human being. So they figure if they can brainwash everyone to thinking it's cool, that there'd be no guilt. But the guilt goes on. It's just sort of like, you know, the, the whole thing with, you know, with any kind of mental illness, you have that. Anyway, I don't want to, I'm not looking for, you know, a, the only thing I want out of woke is for it to admit it's part of a corporate fascist system, right? It's corporate fascism. And these Antifas and Black Lives Matter and all these kind of manifestations, and there are others, plus the new terror, the neo, the neo Marxist terrorists that are coming next, um, which will wipe out the woke. These people throw gays off buildings, right? If they find, I mean, I don't know. The hypocrisy is so so thick that it's it's hard to get through. But I, I can tell you one thing. There is no brilliant plan that, that these age-old communists have had. They were the same people that were the golden calf worshippers back in the days of Moses. When they're leaving you know, Egypt and they're coming out in the wilderness, they're living on mana, and they're trying to be dutiful to the Lord and obedient to the Lord, trying to figure out how to find that promised land, how to find that, that land of milk and honey, that there's going to be their homeland finally. And uh, so these people, these the grumblers all form this cult around a golden calf or they're living, you know, right? And um, it's the same idolatry we have today, you know, same same sort of woke thing that's going on, you know, why can't I, you know, I'm, you know, love is love. I mean, I should be able to, you know, fuck a tomato if I feel like it, you know? And, and um, so all this shit's going on. And, uh, you know, basically they all got killed because, you know, the Lord was like, well, if you have this kind of division, in other words, you have that kind of division, then it, it was either they were all going to be killed in the wilderness because it's hard to live in the wilderness, or some would be killed. And what happened is the uh, golden calf worshipers got killed because the Lord was wroth, because it was like, either you have a purpose, you know, my leading you through the wilderness to this promised land, or you have the grumblers who want to make their home right here in the middle of nowhere and just basically uh, live it up and, and enjoy, you know, implant the golden calf and start worshiping that and conform to that. So what we have in America is a big golden calf, right? It's called, you know, science, technology, you know, uh, iPhones, you know, the culture, okay? It's a big golden calf. But to be part of that golden calf, to be accepted by the revelers, to be one of the group, to be one of the gang, to be have a seat at the cool table so you don't get deserted, 
That's actually happened to me literally before where I was deserted at a table. I sit down and they, and they flee. Uh, not not just once, but I mean, because yeah, Starbucks is always, you know, always happens. But I mean, it's just like, um, if you want to be part of that group or accepted by that group, okay, you know, you have to take up the edicts and the mind control. In other words, whatever the policies are of the group, because they, like I say, they switch all the time. I mean, say the modern policy of, you know, whatever it is, whatever the thing, there's a whole list of stuff that uh, you have to say yes to. And as soon as you signal that you're on board with that, they let you in. You know what I mean? As long And then as long as you defend the cause of, you know, um, so uh, I guess the three, three-pronged approach would be, well, there's more, there's so many aspects to it of, uh, you know, but I mean, you know, things like um, everything should be free, you know, abortion should be required, actually. There should really, it shouldn't be like, you know, you should have to ask permission to have kids, right? Otherwise, they're aborted. I think that's where it ends up leading, right? In, into neo feudalism, communism, and the communist slave state. But. That's nothing new. If we go back to the days of the golden calf, we go back to all these other days, you know, they would conform to the king, whoever the king was, or whatever his thoughts were about an issue, everyone would have to agree with to be in the king's good graces, to be able to get some of those perks. The king would every once in a while dole out, you know, some crumbs he'd throw out for the for the little people. And those who didn't conform, who were not down with the king who didn't want to take up some, whatever his little proclivity is, you know what I mean? It, 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 who, what, who knows what his little habits are, what he thinks should be cool to do and whatnot. Uh, they would be, you know, cast out to the outer, you know, to the wilderness. You know, it's almost like the, the, the Scots and, in, 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 uh, you know, the Scottish and, uh, you, know, you know, in England being cast out into Scotland and to the, 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 that then was the wilderness. Right and not in the central England where everything's happening around the the king, and then of course they would become they would be given no rights. And the thing is, if you don't join that, because the cool people have little rights here and there, you know, little people look the other way, you know what I mean? The little corruption that goes on, right? But if you're out, you have no rights. You have no rights. You, 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 you know, for example, if you're in Australia right now, if you're walking around outside, you don't have any right to do that. You're going to be put back in your house. Or you're going to be taken to the new camps they're building, which are re-education camps. But we all know they're death camps, don't we? We, we know from, right? We're not that Disneylanded out, right? You got to be totally Disneyland-oriented. To think that um, you know these guys don't want to kill you, you've you've got to be out of your freaking mind to think that they don't really want you dead. They do because it's part of their bargain that they made with their gods to kill you in exchange for eternal life. That's basically the same thing they did way back then, but they're doing it again. And you know, they, the first deal they made was, well, can we have advanced technology? You know, as long as you use it for war, yes. Okay, you know. And these guys are weak. You know, these Fauci's, Fauci's weak. 
you know, Gates is weak. Uh, you know, they all lean on Maria, Marina Abramovich uh, for their, uh, as their witch queen, you know, as to show them, you know, to, to be the liaison between them and that other world. And, of course, all the, you know, other people that follow her, and you know, like all the Lady Gagas and all the little celebrities with all their dark stars. Notice how their stars don't refract? No, their stars shine, but it's only for them. Nothing shines on you. Nothing shines on the fans. Nothing shines anywhere. It's a self, you know, selfish light. That's a dark light. You can tell it's not real. The minute that they turn the switch off on one of these people, oh, you've seen it with rock stars. All of a sudden they can't sing. All of a sudden they, they don't have the moves. All of a sudden they can't do anything. It's a sad thing to see. But it's because they quit doing, you know, it's because that desire to be a star is no longer there. Because they, they, they figured out they've been duped. Being a star just means today that you were just duped by the system and you're basically an extension of corporate fascism. That's all it means. Gina Carano figured that out with Disney and they kicked her out. And what did she say, Trish? Do you remember? She said something like, uh, uh, no, I'm a big fan of her. Are you kidding? I, I'm, I'm amazed. That I means she may not be perfect and no one is. But uh, to go up against that big machine like that, because she had her whole, you know, future set on stardom, the MMA, being a big girl and really fighting people, you know, being one of these big sort of Amazonian women things of the of the new, you know, the new femininity or whatever. I, I'm sorry, I'm trying not to laugh. I'm trying, trying not to amuse myself, but I am totally amused sometimes with the absurdity of it all. But... Uh, you know, and then she got that gig on this movie that I cannot wait to see because Eric Red, I've been wondering whatever happened to him, and he he looks like a Hollywood slave though to me at this point. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. I, no, I'm a fan. I'm, I am. I'm just you know, it just seems it's weird. You know, it's weird. You know, the guy lives in Santa Monica. And it's a strange place to live if you're free. I've known other people to, though that were fairly free who are in Santa Monica. And, um, you know, I, at this point, I'm, you know, searching for the right thing to say. You know, because the Lord is, you know, I'm always putting the Lord first. You know, people challenge that. I saw this one guy on, on, on YouTube. Have you seen this guy, um, Morg? He's kind of a blonde, sort of, uh, androgynous looking fellow you know I won't say he's, he's like a transgender but he's like all but he's but he looks very feminine but he speaks very masculine he's he's kind of a, a blend he's got a he's got a little gimmick going there. he's kind of like a rock star he almost looks like a like one of the winners like Johnny like an offshoot of Edgar Winter or something anyway he uh was, you know, arguing for Judas, the gospel of Judas, which is one of the gospels of the Nag Hammadi find um, back in the old days. And, uh, you know, we've been through all those gospels. Thomas, how many have been through the uh, Gnostic gospels? 
Raise your hands. A few of us. Well, I, I actually went through the Gnostic Gospels before I met the Lord. You know what I mean? I mean, back in the, whenever it was, in the late 70s, early 80s, 70s, was it? That, you know, Elaine Pagels wrote her book, the Gnostic Gospels. Then we got, then we had more and more, yeah, more and more info. Oh, yeah, the Alternative Press, Parabola, all those, all those guys, all those atheists that are part of the Lucis Trust and all that. Oh, they loved it. They loved it. Along with that was was also an extant uh, book of Isaiah, I believe. And that just verified what was already there in the Bible. Anyway, you know, the bottom line with the Gospel of Judas is that, you know, Jesus is telling him that he's, uh, you know, he's he's part of the the, uh, the 13th ruler, the 13th power, or whatever it is that's, you know, Satan. That, that he's basically going to become you know, absorbed in Satan and rule over the, over the earth, over wicked man. And that the God of the Bible is not actually um, the creator, or but an evil God, an evil entity that is keeping everyone in, in the matrix and unable to escape and all that. And, uh, of course, uh, I refute that, you, you know, I... <laughs> Oh, God bless them. You know, look, the commenters under there, the the main thing on YouTube is I like to read comments. So I listened to this guy for, you know, maybe 10 minutes until he contradicted himself, you know, and, and, and then made a fool out of himself. So I, rather than focus on criticizing him for his foolishness, I went ahead and, you know, read the comments. And these guys bought whatever he was saying, hook, line, and you could tell them anything and they would agree with you. What what was tickling their ears, though, is that the Bible's wrong, and and the God God is the God they've been pushing is this patriarchal God from the Catholics, and the, the you know this is this evil, you know Satan basically, you know I mean the, the God that wants humanity enslaved, and that you know he, he, was, he was mocking the idea that you have to of dying for Christ. And saying that Jesus never said, you know, uh, anything about dying. And it was all part of the church thing, trying to get people to be martyrs rather than fighting back to soften them up and blah, 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 blah. And there's some truth, there's some truth to all of it. But there's not a total truth. The total truth is I am. Uh, when you factor in I am, then it's argument, you know what I mean? Whatever thing he's trying to erect right there, you know, which is basically his own, his own channel. And his own ego, it just ends up being, um, you know, refuted by the idea that, uh, you know, before Abraham was, I am. And that kind of takes care of the whole thing. Right? You can rest assured that if you are in Christ, you're, you are I am. And what defines you being Christ? The Bible is not your definer. You know what I mean? It's in your heart. It's it's written in your heart. The whole word of God is written in your is written within you. The kingdom is within you. And it's funny that this Borg guy says stuff like that. Like the kingdom, you know, we can get out of the matrix, he says. His whole thing is getting out of this matrix thing. You know, and you know, opening up and being and being free, obviously. He feels that being here is not being free. And I, I agree with him on this, on, you know, some of these points. 
Well, if you haven't met him, you know, he's, he's okay for about 10, 15. I don't know if I get bored easily. So it, it, you know, you know what I mean? So it's, I usually when I watch a video, unless the guy is totally riveting, I'll just skip along. You know what I mean? See, it, you know, it, 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 I know people get bored with me and they, they can't stand one, even one minute. So they just, I just say, don't, don't listen. <laughs> I could care less. I'm doing this because I'm led to do it. I'm not doing this to, to you know, be a, to, to, for any other purpose. I'm hoping to help, though. I do pray before I go online. Lord, please guide me in Jesus' name. Please guide me to say things and that would unlock, you know, the bondage our people are in, unlock the pain and, and replace that pain with the pleasure of you, Lord, with the pleasure of e- eternity, with the pleasure of, of peace and the pleasure of being filled and being satisfied and being and 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 being you know without me having to say the word being in that state in that state of grace god is anything he's a god of grace amen i apologize for the cuss words again jeez it's hard these days You know, and and I know that all the preachers, you know, with their pulpits, they don't ever cuss or anything, and they're, you know, they they've got this more official thing going on. And my job is really to just wander around the countryside, you know, being prophetic at times. And I don't know when that'll be, but or when it is, I, I, other people tell me. So we just hope God touches me in the words and, and, and something happens within you that helps you to feel better, to feel, you know, okay, really. And that's my concern, that you all feel, you know, just a sense of that you're not, first of all, you're not going crazy. And that, you know, there is peace. There, there will be peace. And, and there is peace now. And there is, it's available now. And, you know, you don't have to go crazy and hurt yourselves. You can actually thrive in this environment. But you've got to be grounded in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, you've got to have the Holy Spirit and the Comforter. To, to why, would you, why would Jesus call the Comforter the Comforter? Because in times like this, you need the Comforter to understand. Back in those days, there was tremendous harassment by the Romans. You know, knocking doors down and hauling people off to the Colosseum to be... You know, thrown to the lions. I mean, you know, can you imagine that? Yeah, you know, how'd they get away with that? With you know, tax-paying citizens. So, folks, there's nothing new, you know, with this with this trouble. It's it's just, you know, and I I I don't think that I would follow a guy like you know, Morg, thinking that he was going to get me out of um, this matrix. I think I would much rather follow the spirit of God via the Holy Spirit and, and the Word of God for my direction. Now, I have not gone against the Word of God by saying that, you know, there's evidence of you know, archaeological evidence and things go on before. God said, and he proved it in his Word, in Genesis, he said. You know, uh, he told, you know, Adam, and Eve, you must be fruitful and you know, replenish the earth. Well, where did re come in? 
Because, see, the earth, the way I look at it in Genesis, the earth had been destroyed, and the people, whatever, and then it was like a read, you know, it started over again. And this is a new age, and this was a new thing, and God was doing it, and and there's a lot of wisdom in, in the Adam and Eve. And, you know, in Genesis, there's a lot. You just have to be, you've got to be really led by the Spirit. It's just, when it starts flowing out of there, it's like, oh, I see it a whole different way. Yeah, the whole story about it, I mean, the garden, the serpent, the serpent that's always been there, you know, this this kind of axiomatic serpent, this good versus evil, this light versus dark, this macro equals micro, this this quantum physics that's all around us and seems to have the answer to breaking out of this thing at the same time being enslaved in it. But then at the same time, is this God's will or is this, you know, and, and, and on and on that, that very interesting dialogue and dialect we get into about these subjects, about, about existence and, you know, and, and breaking out of the existence into freedom, which is freedom from death. Hello. And, uh, that, that is where I believe we are headed. That is where I believe we are headed. And if we have a mass death event, and I, I'm sorry to have to put it this way, if Fauci is successful in launching a mass death event, and he's the one behind all of it, so please don't look elsewhere or some hidden committee somewhere. It's him. You have your, your, your criminal, you know, your murderer, if you like, your Satan worshiper, right there. And he's the one developing the viruses to kill the whole world. So if we happen to die in this next one, because Bill Gates told us last year, he said the next one we launch is going to be a doozy, he said. They're going to pay attention, remember? They didn't pay much attention like, like he liked. You know what I mean? He didn't like the way people acted last time. This next one's going to get their attention, and here it is. The variant, but then we have something after the Delta variant. It's already cooked up. It was cooked up 20 years ago, and it's ready to launch. Because Gates was not happy with you. Bill Gates is not happy with the fact that you don't bow down and kiss the ring. So now we're really going to get your attention. And now they've weakened people's immune systems with the jabs, with, you know, Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, etc. And now you don't have any defense against the big one. We're going to have to develop some boosters for that one after how many hundreds of millions die? I don't know. A lot of millions are going to die, though. Because that will make you obedient, the rest of you. <laughs> oh, boy. People said, you know, if you knew Adolf Hitler was Adolf Hitler, would you have killed him then? You know, to prevent the atrocities that happened. Well, well, do I need to say anything further? Would you at least prosecute Fauci? Is that possible to stop a guy like Hitler or maybe just let him keep going? If he keeps going, he's going to kill you and your family. And you know that. And that's why they have him, the, the, the State Department are eugenicists. The entire United States government are eugenicists. The entire corporatocracy of the world 
wants to reduce that population, uh, just like the State Department, just like all the societies, the Masons, all of them want to do the same thing. That's why you have people like Arnold Schwarzenegger out there, a big Mason, you know. He's, Come with me! Take the jab if you want to live! And of course, he never takes the jab. It's just all a lie. Right? People like that don't take... The, in fact, he's in a new movie coming up. Expendables are going to reboot. People think it's all innocent. Those guys aren't innocent. That are in that position to be in those movies and to make that kind of money. They're not innocent. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I don't blame them. I, I wouldn't, you know, uh, not, I wouldn't not work with them, but, you know, I, but if I was around them, I'd probably try to get into a dialogue of some kind. I'm very curious as to what they think about the world, what they think about their position in it, or are they just going to keep being polite and shuck it and jive and try to convince everyone they're cool, they're on your side. <laughs> yeah, baby. The celebrities are on your side. Let me just tell you, they love you. They're on your side. And they're not on the side of the state or on the side of the corporatocracy or the corporate fascist or the globalist or the the global <laughs> eugenicist society. No, they're on your side. The people, they love you. They love how you worship and adore them too. They just don't want to lose your confidence and all that money that comes in. But don't worry, the media will keep reinforcing it. You know, you have to look at celebrities and you must bow down to worship and try to wear clothing that they wear and do your hair like they do and try to be the same thing even though they don't let you into their parties or homes or they won't even look at you little people. You disgusting little maggots. But anyway, emulate them anyway. Yeah, there you go. I think the problem with a lot of us and a lot of you guys is that I think our, you know, the, the main thing they don't want is IQ. They spend a lot of time and energy and money putting chemicals in the, you know, water and different things to dumb, you know, to try to, like, for example, fluoride, it, it's known to lower IQ because it's it just, and if you are drinking tap water, you get a lot of fluoride. You're also getting chlorine and all kinds of, have you ever had water that just smells like chlorine? Well, we've used a big Berkey when we're traveling. In the, we've tried to keep it simple when we're in the, uh, you know, RV traveling. And so, you know, big Berkey and a few things. But, you know, what I've learned is travel light. You know, try to not, you know, just carry everything. and You know, try to simplify it. A lot of people, you know, that have been lifers in these RVs, these big motorhomes, they're still putting stuff on the roof and they're hanging in the, you know, stuff in the car with stuff and because they, they've got all their stuff with them. Let it go. Let it go. You know, before you get too old, you're going to have to give away a lot of stuff you've got to people because otherwise, who's going to want it if you die and then they have to come, like, clean it up? <laughs> I Just a thought occurred to me. Anyway, you know, before you're too weak to do anything about it. 
That's a bitch, isn't it? You know? Anyway. Um, so Fauci is the guy that developed these viruses, these coronaviruses, including, you know, what was euphemistically called by some, maybe not Fauci, but others, the doomsday virus, which I like that term. Because I feel like if they are successful in launching that, I know they're launching the new variant beyond the Delta variant right now. And most people are, are masking up, not because they're being told to, but they're masking up because they think the mask will help them survive this new variant. This new variant is way more virulent. So it goes through masks and goes through, there's no, I mean, you can have the mask, it makes you feel better, but it doesn't protect you from it. And not even, no, an M95 mask doesn't protect you either. And so it, it's, it's uh, you, you know, you may have thought that with Corona because not that many people got it. So there's, you know, a possible illusion that the mask actually did something. Uh, no, with this new, this new one will prove once and for all. Masks in general don't do, you know, don't. Masks are there for obedience training, to, to domesticate, to, to break you into, you know, to, to break you to mind control you, to break you, and to program you. That's what the mask is for. And to program your children that they don't belong to you. When you put the mask on your children, they're alien from you, right? So it's easier to take them. So they're going to take your children, you know, hopefully before you die. That's the plan anyway. They're building out the concentration camps. I like to call them death camps because we know they're not going to pay to feed people. They don't want to have to feed everybody. We know that. They're already mad enough about all the money they've spent. Well, I mean, that you were making money and you had your life going, and they just were mad about that. They feel it's their earth, not yours. That's fundamental. All kings feel it's theirs, not yours. And so that's what they are. They're a bunch of people that feel like they're kings. And if you don't obey, they just soon kill you. As the big new Brzezinski said, so... I can't believe he actually said this. He says it's much easier to kill a million people than to control a million people. Do you remember that? So me thinks with that ethos, it's, that's a kind of alludes to an ethos, a, a way of thinking, a way of being, a way of, you know, way of life, that basically what he means by that is if the people are not going to be conforming, go ahead and kill them because it's a lot easier you know, and the ones that will conform, then you can maybe use them. You know, but the ones that won't, kill them. And so that's what the the uh, quarantine camps would be for, ultimately, when they can get away with it. But I mean, you know, they don't want to corral people into a camp and then have cooks there and have, are you kidding? Come on, it's easier to just kill them all. That's what I would do. I would just make sure they all died, you know, spray them with some illness or something and you know, you know, like spraying, you know, bug spray. Get rid of them. That's what I would do if I were them. If I were writing the part in a screenplay, I would have them exterminate everybody in the uh, in the quarantine camps. And then I would have our lead character find out, my God, they're not quarantining the people, they're killing them. What are we going to do? Well, we have to raise an army and fight. Isn't it too late? Can we really make a difference now? After everything we've lost? 
it's our fault. We gave up all of our rights and our guns and our families and our freedom. And in, all, in the end, they just say, thank you very much and put a gun to our head anyway. We never got more freedom by complying. We never got more life by giving in. Everything was taken even faster every time we gave in. Yet we kept doing it because we were afraid because we wouldn't stand up and be heroes. We'd rather be cowards. And then they took our families. They took our children. They took our lives. They took our houses. They took our property. And they took us. We failed. We were billions stronger than them. And they were just a few people and we couldn't even deal with that. Sorry, God, we are pathetic. Remember the Wizard of Oz? Remember the troops, the sort of Russian Cossack-type troops? Remember that? yo we yo yo Remember that? What happened as soon as they killed the witch? They were all on the side of Dorothy. Right? And on the side of the people. Because these guards, these soldiers, these guys that do the bidding for the bad guys, they're stupid. They're dumb as shit. They're dumb shit. They're dumb as, you know, a, 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 I can't even think of anything as dumb as they are. Box of rocks is an insult to boxes and rocks. They're stupider than that. So what's dumber than a box of rocks? <laughs> but the minute the power structure is gone, they they have their guns and all their weapons. They go, oh, who's the other? Okay, we serve you now. Yo, we, yo. No, whatever way the wind blows. They almost remind me of like politicians. You know, whichever, whatever looks good, they'll do. How about, you know, Portland, Oregon deciding not to do business with Texas because they have, uh, you know, a strengthened a law on voting that you would have to actually have um, an ID to vote, which you have to have in every country on earth, except for here where we're sick, where we're mentally ill. We're sick and we're ready to die. And they're setting us up to die. And all they want is to die and die and die and die. And we know who that is. We know who hates, see, it's not that they hate America. The whole, you know, platform of woke and, and, and the kind of, you know, communist neo-Marxism and the neo-feudalism they want to instill as a punishment for having had and then not shared properly or took when you shouldn't have or whatever all those punishments and guilts and things are. Ultimately, where it all leads, to sum the whole thing up, it leads to death. Death, and I say death of everyone. And they would be okay with that, because that would be fair. Because nobody deserves to be here. No human, anyway. The real hardcore guys that are beyond the woke, they're beyond that. They're, they're, the woke is more of a social, 
you know, uh, like a neo uh, neo Marxist social contract. Okay, so we understand what that is, and that's structurally what it is. Once we get beyond that, though, we get into the real essence of the spirit, which is death. Nobody deserves to be alive, not after all the atrocities done by humans. You're a human, so it goes goes beyond white person, goes beyond you know uh, you know some kind of label of of uh, you, you know you you know the boomer generation or some. It goes beyond all those labels, and it goes to whether you were for life or whether you were for death. If you're life, you are sick. If you're for death, that's fairness because human hurt the earth. Whether it was black, whether it was white, whether it was red, whether it was yellow, whether it, was, it doesn't matter color anymore. We're done with color now. We succeeded with that. Now we're moving on to human. The real problem, according to this generation, is that humans live. And that is the ultimate justice. And that is why they're so fervently working for the depopulation of the whole earth to not hurt the earth anymore with human sickness and human inhabitation. (laughs) And that's where the ultimate spirit is. Not in political woke culture, not in not in things on TV, not in riots because people don't get their way, not in you know trying to enforce justice because there has been no justice and therefore we need to even the scales. No, all of that's a waste of time. The real scales are not even until everyone is dead and when you're dead, it's even. Now it's all right. And you know I'm right. I always do the gestalt. Eyes get the whole picture and that's the whole picture. Death is the whole picture. Death is the whole solution. Death is the only option. Death is the only way. That is where our culture is. When, you know, when I realized this, when I was a child, I realized that they were sacrificing children and babies to Satan and drinking the blood and doing all that. So they, you don't think they were just doing that recently? They've been doing that for forever. But when I realized that it was a, was a murder cult and that everyone was into it, being cool and being like hippies and you know doing drugs, and at the end of the day, though, they all had to look the other way on murder, didn't they? Even the 13-year-olds, 12-year-olds, oh, yeah. Because somebody in the clan somewhere was murdering somebody and and they had to look the other way on lying to the grand jury. They had to look the other way on, you know, dealing the guns and the drugs, the Contras and the this and that. Oh, yeah. I had quite an education. I said, you know what? I knew it wasn't just about living it up and doing what you want. I knew it wasn't Aleister Crowley, that he was kind of a deflection. I knew it, the nitty gritty was murder and lying and stealing. I knew that. Dang it. I was and then I questioned myself, even though I knew when I was like eight, you know, seven, six even. I knew it was it was because it was a vibe. You could feel it. Even as a child. If you couldn't reason it, you could feel it. It was murder. It was murder. And I think, you know, I had seen more than I wanted to see back before I was three. You know, because they indoctrinate, you know, babies and children into the, uh, 
you know, so they won't have a problem with them later. You know, you know, test them and see if they'll keep the secret. I know it wasn't just pedophilia. I knew that wasn't it. I knew that was a, a thing they like to do is defile innocence and get little kids to get them off and stuff and be willing participants. And that, and then, and then to get the kids to kill anybody like other teenagers and stuff who weren't into it, you know, who knew too much, boom, kill them, right? And start learning how to kill, get away with it, and get the sacrifice benefit well beyond Rosemary's Baby, well beyond anything you've ever seen on TV, well beyond anything that's ever been written. I don't even know how we're going to even talk about this because I, I just don't think most people can get their minds around it. I don't think the people of the earth can handle the truth. The real truth. You know, who really runs things here and how it works. I don't think people can handle it. That it's just a big death cult, you know, murder cult. You know, that's what it is. And that's why the importance of abortion, the importance of war, because with those things, it doesn't look like anyone's doing it intentionally. See what I mean? It's like you don't have to go physically murder yourself. It's being done for you, for your benefit. Because if the murders ever stop, the benefits to those select few in the United States who are part of the cult and all the money that they're making would dry up. You don't spill blood, you don't get money. Understand, all the money is blood money. You don't murder, you, you know, no ticky, no washy, no, right? No work, no pay. And the work is spilling blood. And that's the sad, awful thing about this earth. In a nutshell, you can argue about everything else, about the advent of Fauci and the, and the, the evil doctors and the, the, you know, the, the Rockefeller Foundation, the Event 201, the Bill Gateses, and all the other manifestations of death cult. Make no mistake, though, this is our medicine, Big Pharma, is a death cult. <laughs> you know what's been amazing, though, that proves God exists? All the supplementation you've been able to get. <laughs> I mean, you know, Zev Zelensky, or Zev, what's his name? Uh, is uh, D- Dr. Z, Zev Zelenko. Dr. Z. I like that Z business, yeah. Well, you know, he was amazed that you could get quercetin over the counter. He was like, what? This is like a, a game changer. I can just go buy this? He couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe it. He's like, yes, you take quercetin and zinc, but guys, with vitamin C and D3 in it, there you go. Here's my own formula. I've got one just like it. You know, it's like, this will save your ass. And, uh, you know, what God is doing is God is... (laughs) God is going to win... I don't know how. I don't. I don't. I believe me. It's above my pay grade to understand how he works, the way he's moving everything here and there. And I'm. I was showing you. Look how dire it is. 
because I want everyone to repent and pray. I mean, once you know the jig is up and you can't do anything, what do you do? You hit your knees. You hit your knees. You get into the spirit. You get into, you just got to be with the Lord. Nothing else will do. Times are so dire and life is so cheap. It looks like, fuck, everyone may die pretty soon. So, you know, basically, Lord, whatever it is you'd have me do, you know, let me be, you know, your hands and feet. Let me, let me be, a, you know, extension of your will because everything that you do, Lord, is good. Everything that you give us is good. And we ask you for protection and guidance through this amazing revelation that this world is a death cult, but that you are a life raft. You are not just a life raft. You are life. This thing here is death, so we want to go with you. I'd rather go with you than death, right? No, people have to pay for what they've done. I didn't do anything. As a human being, I barely took up space here. I barely took up space. A lot of my time has been, you know, as, as a recluse, as a disturbed artist, a disturbed poet, more succinctly. That became a communicator, you know, communicating my thoughts to you and good people. I don't see any other way but God. I don't see any other way but Jesus. You know... And I understand that other people in other religions have their thing and their whatever. And I have my edicts like uh, no man comes to the Father except through me. So if you've got God, I don't care what background you have, then you may not know it yet, but you had to go there through Jesus. And that's how I get, the, the, I don't get around the scripture, but that's how I think that scripture is fulfilled. That God eventually informs us as to what our situation is. It doesn't have to, be Western civilization. It doesn't have to be uh, conforming to the church or what to these churches or even modern theology. It just has to be the connection between us and the Almighty God from within. That is a true connection. That means the Word of God is we are already known. That means the, the the truth is already fulfilled. You know, and even when that guy would say. Lao Tzu said that 500 years before Christ. It's like, yeah, but before Lao Tzu, I am. So it's all good. Yeah, it all leads to that same place of I am. But the problem is we're here, separate in a sense, and we don't like it. And we want to be I am connected and nothing else, you know, but we're not there yet. So there's this yearning, right, of going home, but... You know, we don't just want to say, well, we come here to this horrible place and we die. And then we're home and it's okay. That doesn't sound right either. You know, and so I'm going to keep questioning these things. No, no, don't send me any information about how the earth is 4,000 years old. Please don't. I'm sick of gimmicks and stuff. It, it's, you know, go look at the archaeological record and, and if you just say it's all Satan... You know, I don't care. Look, I don't even care that much about, you know, microchips that are 250 million years old. I don't care. And some older than that. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. What I do care about is, you know, being with life and being with good. And so being with God, good things, life, 
um, creation, creator, connection, love, agape. You know, that's what I want because that's what makes me happy. I mean, when I'm dealing with the death cult of this world and the Fauci's and all the rest of them, I'm very unhappy with that. You know, the guys like Fauci, I mean, you know, he he looks like a cartoon character. He kind of looks like a little rat, you know. But the the thing is, is, what's so weird about this guy is, you know, this guy is the most deadly man in the world. Far more than an Adolf Hitler or any of those guys. He's just walking around protected by CNN and all you little actors. You know who loves him is Jennifer Garner, the very talented actress. What a, you know, I've always, you know, you know my, I, no, I know, I know. You know, you, you, you like these actors because the roles they play, you don't realize that they're also human beings. And they may not be up to the standard of what you see on the screen. And I know to you know, automatically discount them, you know, especially if you're a producer where you have to make a decision on casting someone or some, you know what I mean? It's like, you can't believe the acting, you know what I mean? You have to believe, you know, you have to see the person. I understand that. But Jennifer Garner did a whole, you know, show, a podcast on, you know, now these, the new podcasts are with video. I don't think there's anything more boring than looking at somebody's mug for 45 minutes or an hour. Do you? Right? You usually put the, right, you put your iPad or your phone down and you don't watch it anymore. You just listen, right? That's what I do. So there's really no point for the video. You know what I mean? Radio is still king. Anyway, she's going on and on and on. Oh, Dr. Fauci. Oh, Dr. Fauci, you're so wonderful. And I, I was becoming so sick, I was like, is Jennifer Gardner that stupid, or is she just doing this for a... Is this an act of some kind where she's playing, like, the romper room girl with, you know, three-year-olds being the audience, and then and then Dr. Fauci is sitting there bestowing blessings on her like he's the Pope? I, it, it, was, it was ridiculous. It was the saddest thing. I, it, no, no, I know. My friend, people have told me, you know, don't, don't stop, stop thinking these actors, you know, I know, I know, I know. You have to really just keep your distance, right? Because it's not what you see on the screen. Here was this bubble-headed fool, you know, talking about, oh, Dr. Fauci, oh, yes, I'm, I'm having a wonderful day. My next podcast is going to be about, you know, making uh, my, but you know, doing some Chinese cooking in the kitchen and how easy it is to have these meals. Even low-class people can have them. You know, it's like on that level. It's a hard, break your heart. Yeah, it breaks your heart. But see, those are the kind of people that get recruited, you know, because those are the kind of people that get to be influencers, right? Because they just have no filter. They just do what they're told. They do what they're told. They do what they're told. Not not what they should do. Not what they would do if they were a, a living, breathing, you know, decent, serious, uh, inquisitive, discerning human being. No, 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 no. They do for their cause, which is, if it's in the world, it's the cause of death i.e. promoting Fauci would be to promote 
eventual death, yes. Strip away all the the background and the actress thing and the strip away all that stuff and just look at the structural aspect. Here's the Lord of Death, Fauci, you know, inventor of the doomsday virus. And here's this dumb, you know, this sort of has-been actress, right? And, and just and they're promoting Fauci. Listen to Fauci, whatever he says. And, you know, it, it, it leads to the world disease to death. And then when people die, because other people die too, you know, people that are not jabbed die, not as often, but they misreport it to make it look like they're the ones that are causing a problem. Do you know how stupid a guy like Jimmy Kimmel is? Do you realize how, if he's really serious, he is the dumbest of all dumb shits that ever lived. And uh, the people are, are more stupid than him who, who listen. And he's out there saying, well, if you're unjabbed, you don't get a bed in the ICU. Thank you, Jimmy. I don't want a bed in the ICU. I'll take my chances, and if I die, so be it. But please don't. Go ahead and give my bet away, genius. Go ahead. Give my bet away. I don't want a bed in your little ICU playing romper room with Dr. Fauci. Okay, fucktard? Get out of here. Believe me, if this world was reversed and I was in the Jimmy Kimball spot... You'd I, you would feel so bad being around me. You just wouldn't even know what to do because you know that all your little mythology and all your little presentations and all the lies that you've cooked up are all going to strangle you in the end. Oh, it's beyond. You know, it's, hello, I am Jimmy Kimmel and I hate all life. And all I want is death. And everyone needs to die when I say die because I'm just another little dictator just like all these other people. And then you either do what I say or you're not going to get a hospital bed. We're not going to put you in a room where we're going to intubate you to death. How about that for a punishment? No, thank you. I'll stay clear. You go ahead and give my bed away to someone else. And by the way, give my jab to someone else too, someone more deserving than me. Thank you, Jimmy. Boy, what a mensch. Holy. Can you believe a guy like that? It would say things like that? Would say that, you know, if, if you're dying, we're not going to help you because you wouldn't, uh, because you have 10 times the immunity that we have because you're more healthy and you're more, you know, reliable. And, and, you know, thank God, because more people would be dead if you took the jab too, you know, but he goes, he reverses it. He says, if you have immunity and you have 10 times the immunity that anybody else has, in other words, you've had COVID, which everyone has had it, you know, basically, you had form or another over the last two years. You survived. You're immune. You're, you're good for life. And the reason that they, you know, they brought in the next variant, and they knew it would mutate to that, the reason they did that and allowed that to happen is because they need something stronger to scare you with and they need more death. So they're going to bring in the, the big boys now that they've cooked up. And uh, they figure that'll make you totally obedient to everything they say. So that puts Jimmy Kimmel in the realm of, look, 
very nice and very dapper in a Nazi uniform because that's what he is. Yeah, working for Joseph Mengele. Can't wait to kill the children, huh, Jimmy? And then, well, no, it's, you know, as long as they can blame it on Republicans or something like that, yeah, or Trump. <laughs> oh, man, it's just hilarious. The whole thing is hilarious. But anyway, the only political party I'm on is side of life, you know, happiness, tranquility, you know, peace. Uh, you know, an unfettered spiritual lock that I have the right to worship my God. You know, before they, they said, well, are you a, you know, a Christian? I said, well, yeah. Do you go to church? No. Well, you're not a Christian then. And then you get yourself to church to conform. So I admit the Christian church is totally corrupt. You know, Catholic, Protestant, this one, that one, you name it. There may be an exceptional church here and there, but in general, the system is corrupt. System, by the way, for Buddhism, Hinduism, and 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 you know, Mohammedism or you know Islam is corrupt too. Same with uh, Judaism; they're all corrupt. All the religions of the world are corrupt. That's why you know Satan invented them, right? More delusions of man. The church will save you. you know, it's like the jab will save you. See the similarities of everything? It all ties together. It all ties together. The only hope that man has is really Christ and him crucified. That's it. And whether you come to it through, you know, one religion or another, a disgust with religion as I was, you know, I, I was so disgusted with all religion, I finally realized I've been hypnotized by Hinduism and I've gone down that road and I went down the road of Buddhism, even Tibetan Buddhism, and just trying to find some peace. And everywhere I went, they just wanted discord. I remember I got caught, I got kicked out of a Buddhist sect in uh, LA. And the person that got me into it was so mad that she was kind of a famous person or had been way a long time ago. And she was so mad. Oh, boy. She wished she never reduced me to it. She said, you know, you being here almost broke up the whole thing. I said, well, I'm just asking questions. Is it okay to, you know, chant for enlightenment? Oh, you can't. Please don't ask that question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the most conflict I had was with Siddha Yoga when we were sitting with the Siddhas and then Muktananda was out then then the brother and sister were in and the sister was a real Jezebel. She like took over the whole thing and uh, we got into some kind of fight over something. You know, I didn't want to be, you know, a slave to Siddha Yoga and just like they want to appoint you to like doing gardening over here, doing... You know what I mean? To some kind of task. And I'm like, well, I came here just to sit and, you know, to, you know, I'm, I'm not really here to just be assigned to different things. I'm, you know, okay. So the cost of spirituality is to become their slave. Okay, I get it. 
Same thing with the ashrams. You know, the you could be here in the ashram as long as you give us everything you have and you work in the garden over here. I mean, it's, it's like, what a good deal that is. Get all these kids to come over and offer them enlightenment. You know, offer them enlightenment, you know, because, because you look so spiritual with those clothes on, those beads, that long beard, and that long gray hair, and you look like this old wise man, and this, uh, this sadhu, you know, and, and uh, you can, you know, give people blessings and read their fortunes. Can't tell you how many people I've had, you know, try to read my fortune. I said, you can't read it. I said, here, you can't read it. And he goes, you're right. And I'm like, good luck. So you're a guru, but now on the side, you're reading people's fortunes at a car wash. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, you know, I mean, no, no, truly, I mean, you know, how resourceful. But see, it all goes back to that, to reading fortunes, predicting things about people, telling people things they want to hear like, you were born for a purpose. Deep within you, there is a real truth. I can see it. You've had this destiny of many lives bringing you to this point, and now you're about to blossom. You've arrived at the right at the right place. <coughs> I have. Yes, you've. This is your destiny. You know, right? And you know, God wants you to do this and. And you're doing it, and it's all going to be good now. You'll see. And they know just how to talk to you, to people in the West. I'm not against the guru. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I've talked to many, many gurus. I've, you know, I, I thought one of the most extraordinary ones was Rajneesh. Of all of them, he was probably the most extraordinary. Because he had, he had marketed himself to, you know, India and to, you know, Oregon, both. Oregon's very interesting because it's so usually liberal. But in the case of Rajneesh was so radical, uh, you know, for, for Oregon, you know, and, and, and yet now Oregon would be probably welcoming of a Rajneesh. I, I, I'm not quite sure, but um, basically Rajneesh was offering kids a way to free themselves by getting rid of their taboos, by over by doing the taboos, you know, by doing tantric methods. They could overcome their hang-ups and be more free as people. So he would offer, like, if you're afraid of, you know, uh, any kind of sex, it's the, you should engage in that specifically to get over that psychological hurdle. And, um, you know, and, and, and in such fine peace within yourself. So he had a lot of books, a lot of writings. You can't just sum the guy up in one, one thing, but I did kind of, you know, there was something there. It, it may have just been ultimately demonic, because tantrism is usually uh, equated with Satanism, you know what I mean, do what thou wilt, and as, as a means to enlightenment, as a means to, okay, you've gotten beyond all this now. These taboos, you no longer have a secret desire to do them, Right through lust or whatever. Engage your lust and therefore be free of lust. But I don't think that really ever happens. I think people get free of lust 
through you know some through self discipline, but I think uh, at the same time it's you know repurposing the energy uh, that kind of sexual energy or whatever into whatever they're going to be doing, and and also realizing that that every time all these connections create soul ties, which everyone knows about, but people don't are not clear about, and then so with you something like tantrism where everyone's participating as a group in these sexual activities and different things, to get free of them, all those connections are soul ties that eventually one day have to be worked out because each soul tie is a portal to another world, to a world where uh, there are beings, you know, that want to get in here and they come in through the soul ties, right? And that's That's... Yeah, well, even if you don't have soul ties like that, everybody has openings, for them to come in, and you have to fight them off. I had something the other day; they were just like golfing me, just like hundreds of demons engulfing me. And I had to, I had to stop and say, "Hey, wait, okay, time out. I, I got a problem," and acknowledge it. You know what I mean? I have to deal with it. So I'm dealing with that now. But I mean, you know, gosh, you know, I, I probably might sins. You know, you want me to just speculate? I mean, I'll do the best I can. I think. Hating people that want to kill us. Hating. You know, hate. H-A-T-E. The the people that want to hurt us because I see them hurting children and hurting people that don't even know they're being hurt. You know what I mean? And that's what really makes me mad is seeing people that are being hurt by following the rules because the rules are, are designed to basically do them in or to, to, hurt, to harm them in some way. And to see people cheated that way and hurt by other people, and, and or psychopaths, or whatever. And you just have to not hate them. I mean, you cannot hate them. You have to, because the hatred opens a portal. And then through that portal comes who? People that hate you, the entities that hate you already. And they try to get every kind of thing going. You know, they'll, they'll go through hate, lust, fear even. Fear is a really big portal. Fear is one portal that we, we've all been fearful lately. And that that opens us up to really, you know, to, to a lot more manifestations of uh, totalitarianism come from our being fearful. If we weren't so fearful, they'd have to back off someone. Or you just wouldn't see the manifestations because they wouldn't be there. In a sense, our fear is creating more totalitarianism, not less. Our compliance creates more totalitarianism, not less. If we would stand up and do the right thing and show courage, they would have to back off. But we haven't been doing that. Even as a people of God, we haven't been doing that. Oh, we're getting better. I mean, I know the title says, the title is predictive, though. The title is of the podcast today is that, you know, the, 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 the voices are getting really strong. You've seen the outing of Fauci and all that. So now the retaliation begins with the doomsday virus. See what I mean? So now they're thinking it's easier to kill 5 billion people than it is control them. So now they're going with the mass death theme suddenly because they're scrambling, trying to figure out some way to make it work. I think they've concluded that they can't keep us alive. They finally concluded, you know what? We'll never get there if we keep trying to work through them. So we're going to have to railroad this thing. There, well, since they don't build, 
It wouldn't be a new Atlantis, would it? Atlantis was a built plant. No, no new Atlantis because they're not in the building. So what would it be? Uh, I don't really think they have a plan for what to build. I think the only plan they have is to get rid of humans. I don't really even think they're human anymore. I just think that's their plan. I don't think it goes beyond that. I think that's the main thing. They, they think they're, you know, promised the world. I do believe they are deluded, and I do believe God will have his plan, not they will have their plan. So I don't really, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to give everything to the Lord and stop being fearful, stop being hateful, stop being angry. All those things are in my control. I can do those things. And if I do those things, then I'm not opening doors. See, that's the thing that poor Rajneesh didn't understand. Every time you're, you're trying to overcome a taboo by doing it in, in, a, in, in, in you know, tantric rituals, you're opening a portal for enslavement by demonic entities that are not human. And this has been, see, this is the problem. If there were no demonic entities, then he would have been right. He was not right, as you can see from the result. No, he didn't die a martyr. He died of old age. They burned him on a funeral pyre in Pune, India. And uh, he was celebrated and forgotten. Just like that. Because it didn't work. And it will never work. Because he didn't have it mapped out. Sorry, that's on him, not not me, not anybody else. That was his problem. That's why he disappeared. That's why the Bible endures. There's just something there. If you take it as a gestalt, the whole thing is completely 100% true. Sometimes there's a little conflicting things here and there, but that's just men, people, flawed people trying to put it together. But ultimately, the Word of God is complete truth. Well, people don't understand the difference between the Word of God and some and a written word. But the Word of God is when you are completely changed by the Lord, when you are I am, when you realize you're a child of the Most High God, the entirety of the Word of God, not nothing excised, is in your heart. It's in your soul. It's, in, it's within you. Every jot and every tittle. So that anything that doesn't line up with that automatically it irks you. you. You feel it. You feel something's wrong. You get a check in your spirit when you hear something that's a little off. Well, if I'm saying something that's off, then I'll get a check in my spirit, and I'll come back and I'll say I said something that felt off. There was something that was. Um, well, you can't. You got to kind of wait till the fat lady sings. You got to. You can't really sum it all up. I mean, I could sum up the gloom and doom of the past. Okay. See, it's so important to, to really out the, 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 the Nazis of today, the, the, the death cult of today, who they are, and what they plan to do to us. That's not to bring negativity and to, to say that's my prediction. That's what they plan to do. And that's why I'm exposed here. But the word of God trumps that. God's plan trumps that. God's, see, because look, he's already outed them all. People are, are, are you know, they're, they're, we're so skitzed in America. Really, Americans are mentally ill, by and large. You know, 
9-11 came and went, and they never dealt with that. You know, Fauci and people like that on TV are looking straight at him while they have plans to kill the audience. And they don't bat even an eye. They have no clue what's going on, that they're being set up for slaughter. No clue. They have no belief that these people would ever be that evil. They wouldn't be that evil where they want to kill every man, woman. Oh, yeah, it's not just them. It's professors. It's, it's people at CNN. It's people at Fox News. It's, it's people everywhere. There's a lot of people that want to see depopulation. And they're secretly hoping this is it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't even, don't, don't bother yourself about this. Go look it up. You'll see. Look up eugenicists and people that, that believe in depopulation would be a good thing. Look at all those people. Look at them. Look at all that money. Look how much money Ted Turner has put in this thing. Ted Turner founded CNN, by the way, in Atlanta. Hello? You know what I mean? And, you know, Ted Turner would like to see this place reduced to about 500 million people, like the Georgia Guidestone said. Where's Atlanta? Georgia. Where's the Georgia Guidestones? Georgia. You think maybe Ted Turner had something to do with that? Of course. But, you know, to God, every soul is precious. You know, in Pakistan, you know, you guys got to, you know, try to help out more in Pakistan. My God, if you, if you can, it's, the horror there is beyond belief. They just skinned a guy alive because he had a Bible on his phone in front of his, in front of his kids. Yeah, no, no, it's, it, there's no horror movie that even equals Pakistan right now. So please do what you can. It's littletreasureorphanage.com, I think. Hyphen, little hyphen treasure hyphen orphanage.com. And, you know, I think, you know, there it'll take you. I mean, they're, they're now an orphanage. They're a ministry. They're a feed the poor ministry. Anyway, these people, the state is written off. These people in the caste system are called the untouchables, the ones in the streets. The ones with no shoes on their feet, no clothing, no nothing. They're the ones that, that the Pakistanis don't mind killing because they're just, to them, they're just, you know, solo class. If they're untouchable, it doesn't matter if you kill them or not. So that's, that's, why, that's why you hear things that you never hear out here. Maybe if you look at Pakistan for a while, you'd understand that life here is just as cheap that they would kill everybody, that they would do, you know, rape children and skin, you know, people alive and, and go door to door to door to door killing everybody. Yes, yes. And, you know, <laughs> Australia is almost to that point right now. Please, you know, and then once you see that, the proper response is, oh, my God, I didn't see it. Oh, there's no way out. What do I do? And that's what, God, if you're real, please, you know, I can't handle this. Lord, please make it so I can handle this. Please guide me. Let me be with you, Lord. Let me, I can't take it on my own, not one more second. Because your friends, your spouse, your, you know, kids, 
they can't help you with this, really. It's got to be something bigger, stronger, better. And that's going to have to be, you know, God. And you know, so, well, who is he? He's, you know, he's fantasizing about him as creator. And all this. You don't even understand what I mean by creator. Creator, uh, friend, judge, bliss. You know, it's like, well, you no, know, you can't just get a handle on it. It's just, you have to experience it or else you won't understand what I'm talking about. Well, you can experience it. Call on the Lord. Ask him to turn what was intended for harm toward you by other people to turn it for good, because that's what it says in his word. He'll turn it for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. If you're called according to his purpose, ask him to show you how he turns things from horrible that are coming your way to good. All right. A lot got said here today, right? Oh, man, I, I just was, it's like a free form, you know, it's like free flowing, but I just want you to know that God ultimately is sovereign. God is truth and every man a liar, understand? Let God be true and every man a liar. Have you ever heard anything so profound in your life? You're not going to hear it on uh, these wannabe uh, sages up on YouTube or, you know, throwing out, you know, throwing Jesus under the bus and lifting up Judas. You're never going to hear, you know, the real, real truth. Speaking of that guy, had he been successful, he wouldn't be here right now. I think I'm going to call him Mr. Matrix. Mr. Matrix. As I call Elon Musk Tin Can Man. Elon Musk is Tin Can Man. And that guy on YouTube is Mr. Matrix. <laughs> it's Mr. Matrix. Sir Matrix, sir. Would you please inform me? What I've, how deluded I have been and am. Refute everything that I say. Thank you. I have a, um, no, seriously, Mr. Matrix is, he's all right. I, I, I like him. I, I, um, you know, he's got some chutzpah. Just, uh, <laughs> of course, I'm going to pray that. His whole life gets twisted around by the Holy Spirit, and then you know, may, you know, you'll see. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. It's fun to see people that, uh, you know. He goes, you know, I have to be here, and you know, I am controversial. He says, and "I'm like, dude, you are so not controversial." Listen, Mister Morg, uh, who I want to call Mister Matrix now, you are not controversial, dude. Okay, please get that. 
You are a conformist. My God. And, and, I mean, an uber conformist. You are um, there refuting God, refuting this and that. Perfect little globalist. And, you know, if you, and if you want out of the matrix, you're going the opposite direction, okay? That, that I'll say that from a position of knowing, even though you could probably just chop everything I say up into a million uh, contradictions. If you want, that's fine. But the truth is the truth. And, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I know there's power in going backwards. I know there's power in lifting up Judas and putting down Jesus or putting down Yahweh or putting down the Bible, or putting down this or that. You know, we, we've explained churches are corrupt. We've explained there are contradictions here and there. We've explained that, you know, that the, 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 real, the true word of God is in the heart. It's within. It's in the kingdom. And, and if the kingdom is within, then I'm not a helpless slave of the matrix. This world right? The simulation, which is that, because the, uh, the bad guys are allowed to make it that. But ultimately, God has the plan. And his, his, see, what he and others like him won't do is they won't cop to the fact that God's ways are above our ways and his thoughts are above our thoughts. In other words, meaning they're incomprehensible to us, how he works and what he's doing. Because it's on multitudinous levels, it's quantum. It's very, it's very, it's beyond. You know, it's it's with the, our little linear minds, it's impossible to follow. But we see the results. We see how things come in, and we also, we really, if you want to follow God's ways and thoughts, the best way is through the heart, because that automatically follows everything. It's nonlinear. There you go. My song for all of you. Summer passed forever. It's just a little instrumental ditty I did, just working out on Reason. I hadn't done any any material in a long time, and so I got Reason back. I was wondering about getting upgrading to the new version. It's always been fun, but the you know the sound engine, the synths have never been really very good. You know, they're just kind of like for amateur. They're not well. Some there have been people that have had hit songs out of it, but you really gotta work hard to make the. Uh, well, see what you think. I mean, I've, I've tried to get the. Uh, Tried to master it in a way that would be uh, acceptable, but I I don't think you can beat just having like a Moog synthesizer and a you know real outboard. You know what I mean? Like you know a, 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 a you know not you know the real uh, the real deal. There's just a depth and a warmth there that that's that you know that, that analog produces. It's really hard for a uh, for a, a digital synthesizer, but. On the other hand, reason is an instrument, and you know you can get good at it. You know, it's like say, I like real music where where musicians play real instruments. Well, when I have my keyboard playing my reason as an instrument, it's a real instrument. So I don't know what you're talking about. It's a real instrument. Here you go. See what you think. I'll come back after.
Hello. Hello. Yeah, no. Uh, summer passed forever. And the thing about it is, is um, that was my little lament about summer, having come and gone. And, you know, a lot of good things happen over the summer. A lot of good things are happening. A lot of bad things are happening, both at the same time. And But that summer just kind of came and went with people being afraid, people in masks, people in, um, you know, I mean, just, you know, becoming compliant, becoming programmed and, you know, not everywhere, but it's just, it's, 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 uh, it's been very difficult for me to, to deal with, uh, this, uh, tyranny, I guess, but it's really a psychological, um, uh, warfare attack along with, um, you know, Mockingbird Media, plus the social engineers are really psychologists and psychiatrists using, uh, behavior modification techniques on people and trying to, actually induce psychosis at this point. And it's, you know, I don't like that. I, you know, I just, um, I think people are getting worn down. People feel people have had it, feel the whole world has had it, but they, they don't know what to do. So that's kind of where we're at. And, uh, and I'm going to just, uh, take off now and, uh, off we go. God bless you each and every one. And remember, you know, there's there's rest in Christ. There's rest. There's peace. There's true love. And it's not of this world. See, I think we, we don't make enough of this statement when Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. I think he meant it, folks. Okay. you what to do through the chip they're gonna take over your consciousness with the chip you're written down the lamb's book alive with a chip if you don't stand the way they stand they think you know nothing i don't care there are no other voices no other people it's only you i don't
crisis to chip every citizen. Every man, woman, and child will take the mark of the beast or be killed. Every man, woman, and child will take the mark of the beast or be killed. Every man, woman, and child will be a slave to the beast to be cloned.